It is time now for our spotlight, and we're welcoming in Green Power Motor Company. The CEO, Fraser Atkinson, is with us with some big news for this company, a friend of our network. You've been on here before, um, an exciting IPO in the NASDAQ uh, back in 2020, but 2020. But now is a time about West Virginia and some school buses. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with the company now. Well, last week we announced, uh, along with Governor uh, Jim Justice and Secretary Mitch Carmichael, that we were, uh, we had identified a property and working with the state are planning to be in the property. Initially it was September 1st, but now we're hoping to be in, uh, in the springtime of this year and producing all electric school buses initially for the West Virginia market and then extending beyond that into the uh, Eastern uh, seaboard market. So it's interesting because when we think of Green Power Motor Company, we were thinking of heavy duty vehicles, right? Not really school buses per se, because you had different size, right? Mid-size and large um, heavy duty vehicles, all electric. We think of battery power, zero emissions. Um, and now you're transferring to what really could be a whole new business. So as you start in West Virginia, and it sounds like you're picking up some speed there, you know, having a, a manufacturing there, and I want to hear how many jobs you're going to be creating. I know you've been working with the um, lawmakers there. And then where do you expand next? Because is West Virginia your main U.S. footprint? No, we do have manufacturing in Southern California right now, and uh, there are no plans to immediately change that. West Virginia is going to be our center of excellence for electric school bus manufacturing. And uh, really, first of its kind in terms of purpose-built product, and it's a great location in terms of accessing, you know, the states from uh, that we're presently dealing with, uh, you know, New York, New Jersey, all the way down to Florida. You know, they're very accessible from uh, West Virginia in terms of production plant. In terms of the employment opportunities, the the target in the near term is to uh, you know, get up and running on an initial shift uh, that we're targeting uh, approximately 200 plus jobs. Uh, but ultimately with multi shifts and the excess land that uh, West Virginia has been able to secure as part of this deal is we're in a position to expand and double shift that we could grow this to where it's eight to 900 employees uh, in the West Virginia operations. So it sounds like 200 to start and upwards and onwards with a lot of excitement at that. So it sounds like as you start off, maybe this summer or in the fall at the latest, creating jobs and the number of buses, do you have a production goal? Uh, well, the eight to 900 would give us the opportunity of hitting you know, close to a thousand vehicles and specifically school buses. Uh, it was interesting you you commented earlier about the size of buses and your we are best known for our EV star uh, you know suite of products that all utilize the same platform but that same concept is one that we can deploy within the school bus of having a commonality uh, and and hence our objective of doing a center of excellence at this uh, facility in West Virginia tell me about um you know, the costs of everything now. So you're doing great work and pumping out 
production there in California, and now it'll be in West Virginia as well. Um, the administration has been trying to um, help to push things that are more environmentally friendly, right? Maybe even subsidies. What, what are we looking at here for the dollars and cents for the shareholders who are going to be asking you the key questions? Well, in terms of the actual facility, we, you know, one of the things that we targeted, because we looked at a lot of different uh, properties and buildings uh, in literally dozens of states. So the this particular property met all of our criteria, which was being production ready and being able to work with both the state and local government in uh, a partnership arrangement so that we could get up and running without any significant or substantive capex. So that's, you know, the relief for our shareholders is that we can focus the business on, you know, building, building product for customers. And then as far as the, um, you know, the, the overall uh, industry or sector, is we're seeing in addition to incentives, you know, recently the infrastructure bill, the rules were uh, finally published. So we're able to, you know, get an understanding of, you know, what we're dealing with on that front, which is $5 billion at the federal level uh, spread out over five years for school buses. But there are both mandates such as the state of New York mandating that all, elect all school buses be uh, zero emission or fully electric by 2035, and the state of California setting an objective and uh, funding for 1,000 school buses in the next three years that are all electric. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a combination of what we call money and mandates. And if it's right. just one or the other, it doesn't have the lasting impact, but where government can put their thumb on the scale, uh, along with incentives, we find that that does have a lasting impact. And when you find, um, when you're looking at these goals for a couple of years out, at the same time, are you expecting the supply chain issues? And you tell me what you're seeing. Are you seeing some improvement in getting the parts you need? Um, there is concern about will there be enough for batteries? What do you do with all the batteries afterwards? Um, you know, electricity grids, things like that. Um, are you seeing more headwinds? Well, we do have uh, you know, a, a post-deployment opportunity for our batteries where you know, they can be used for behind-the-meter battery storage and a whole host of other activities. And that you know, the batteries and the chemistry we use within our batteries, you know, they get for the actual vehicles are, you know, are, are used down to a 70 or 80% of spec. So we still have you know, two thirds of the batteries available for alternative uses. So we have a pretty good idea of what we want to do, you know, post usage on the batteries. In terms of the, the overall um, supply chain, uh, it, you know, there, there isn't a, a player in the automotive sector who hasn't been impacted. Uh, the right. good news for us is that we don't have as many parts in our vehicle. So we spent a uh, considerable uh, time and energy long before we uplisted on NASDAQ of really securing our supply chain, in some cases hoarding parts. Uh, so we're in pretty good shape for our production plans for the next two to three years. But having said that, we're still impacted by, you know, by uh, supply delays and uh, as well uh, throughputs uh, for some of our mm -hmm. components that we use.
Well, congratulations. This is big news. I'm sure you'll come back and give us some updates. We want to hear how it's going. Congratulations to you and the people of West Virginia as well. Exciting developments here for Green Power Motor Company. Thank you very much, Fraser Atkinson. Appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you.